Hello, everyone, and welcome to the beers. Oh, hold, hold on a second. Wait, 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 wait. Matt, something's missing. Something, something doesn't feel right. What's going on? Yeah, there's something. I, I, I can't put my finger on it, but yeah, right. You're right. Something's missing. Hmm. <laughs> hey guys, sorry I'm late, but you're listening to the Beers and Ears podcast with your hosts Casey Woolley and Matthew Brown. I love it. We, that's what it was. Our announcer was missing. Hey, everyone. My name is Casey. <laughs> and I'm Matt. And as our announcer just said, we are the Beers and Ears podcast. And uh, in case you can't tell, our announcer, who has announced us literally since the beginning of our show, is live with us uh, in person as we talk about uh, a brand, I don't say a brand new film, a film that's been around since 2006, the Cars franchise. Uh, and I'm going to pull the curtain, be, uh, uh, kind of pull the curtain over just a little bit here and let you guys sneak behind the curtain. Our announcer is actually my brother, Ryan Woolley. Uh, hey, Ryan, welcome to the podcast. Hey, guys. Thank you so much for having me. We are excited to uh, have you. I'm excited just to have you. Um, so, Matt, I, I know you just told the story to him before we started recording, but tell the story about your dad with him real quick because I think it's a fun story. Yeah. So, um, um, Ryan, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, you did radio in the Detroit area, correct, for a while? Yes. Uh, 13 years up until uh, April when I got laid off due to the pandemic. Um, so my dad worked uh, in the Detroit area for years um, since I was in high school, recently retired, and was listening to our podcast. And he was like, I, I know that voice. I, I don't know where I know that voice from, but I know that voice. And I was like, it, radio in Detroit? He's like, oh, yeah, sports stuff, right? And I'm like, yeah, absolutely. And he's like, how in the world did you get that guy on your podcast? And we're like, oh, it's Casey's brother. <laughs> <laughs> that guy, Ryan, you are officially that guy. I, I am that guy. And what's funny about it is, uh, you know, of course, with the pandemic going on, that's not funny at all. But, you know, like everybody, I was working from home, doing my radio stuff from home. And uh, when I got the unfortunate news about being laid off, I had packed everything up and kind of put it away. And then you had reached out, Casey, about uh, voicing your intro. And so uh, that guy, as you're saying, I went and got everything back out and then recorded it for you, uh, mixed it together what I could, and then uh, sent you a couple samples and you, you picked the best one. Yeah, what a lot of people don't know is that you've actually, you did, you sent us a couple samples, but we actually kept three of them. You you all have heard two of them in this, on this podcast. The one that is normally the kind of the upbeat, you know, welcome to the Beers and Ears podcast. Welcome to the Beers and Ears podcast. Here are your hosts, Casey Woolley and Matthew Brown. And then there's the more movie theater voice one. Welcome to the Beers and Ears podcast. Here are your hosts, Casey Woolley and Matthew Brown. The third one you actually have not heard yet, and we're going to explain that at the end of this episode today because we have got some exciting news to share with you about something fun that we are doing uh, starting in the middle of October, and we get to reveal a little bit more of those details at the end of today's episode. So we're going to save that to the end, but uh, it's exciting, and we're excited to have you on the show. You're also a father uh, to my wonderful uh, two nieces and nephews, or ne two nieces and nephew, and the reason why I bring that up is because with today's episode, we are talking about Cars, the, the three different movies and Cars, the franchise of Cars, what is arguably a, a hugely popular franchise, although I will tell you that from a box office performance, it didn't do as well. None, all three of the movies didn't do as well at the box office as we tend to think of how popular they are. And so I know my nephew, Blake, your son, Blake, is obsessed with Cars. Is that pretty accurate, right? 
That is very accurate. And, and what's funny about that is because, you know, this, this franchise has been around since, I think, 2006. Mm-hmm. He was born in 2014. So he was late to the game. But when he started, you know, getting into seeing, you know, Cars 1 and then Cars 2, and then when we found out Cars 3 was coming out uh, a couple years ago, I think it was 17, um, that was, you know, one of the first movies that he actually went and saw in the theater. And, of course, my daughter enjoyed it, too. Um, but it was just one of those, like, he was late to the game, kind of like my daughter was late to the uh, Frozen game because uh, she was born in 2012, and I think Frozen came out around the same time. But, of course, she was a baby and wouldn't got into it until a couple years later. Yeah, it's funny. I think Lily is kind of like a Cars fanatic by proxy yeah. <laughs> in some ways. And I think that she's grown just because of the amount, the sheer amount of cars that you have in your house. Now, Matt, let's talk about just from a Disney perspective real quick. What is your uh, take on Cars? Can give, give me some of your perspective on like when you saw it for the first time. What's your take of it? The whole idea of the franchise? So I remember seeing it when it came out in 2006, you know, because my dad worked for GM, cars are a big part of like my growing up. And so um, like it was, it was a fun movie to see even at 16. And I watched the first cars a lot. I I just, I really liked the movie. It's a really solid movie. It's not my favorite, um, but, but it's a solid movie. I mean, anything Pixar, there's very few bad movies. We're going to get to one in this franchise, but, um, (laughs) um, but I, I liked it. And then when I started working for the Disney store, I didn't realize how big the franchise was as a whole until I started working there. It's it's a hugely popular franchise in terms of merchandise. You know, you talked about it. It didn't really perform as well at the box office, but from a merchandising perspective, and when you mentioned uh, uh, Ryan, your son has hundreds of these cars. It's yeah. it's huge. Yeah, it's it's never yeah. ending, and it reminds me of when I was a kid because I was a huge wrestling fanatic and I still watch wrestling to this day. It's not like I used to, but I used to collect wrestling figures in case you can attest to this. Like we'd go to Toys R Us and Meyer and all the other stores. And we would ask people to pull out boxes in the back just to find guys that we didn't have. And Casey had taken a trip to Canada um, with his class in school one year. And uh, he had finally found the undertaker and like, that was my favorite guy. So, you know, I, I get that same enjoyment now, like when I'm hunting through, you know, stores like target or Walmart or, you know, searching Amazon and I find a car he doesn't have and I buy it and I'll hold on to it and put it in a drawer until I just randomly want to give him a toy one day. And it's like, Hey, you know, you don't have Chester Whipple filter or Hey, you don't have boost or snot rod or any of these guys. Oftentimes Disney gets accused of creating these franchises simply to sell product and and i would argue that some movies that that is the case but most of the movies they create are are just that they're for pure enjoyment their their entertainment value and then i think the, the merchandise comes after the fact this is one of those movies where i don't think that's the case this is one of those movies where the merchandise has been much more successful than the the movie itself so just to give some perspective here for a moment so the original cars movie was made on a 120 million dollar budget and grossed 462 million dollars at the box office okay cars 2 which is by far the worst movie of the series was made on a 200 million dollar budget but grossed 562 million dollars so it outpaced the original cars by 100 million then cars 3 which i would argue i think is the best of the three movies was made on a $175 million budget, but only made $383 million. 
it had the least amount hmm. of all three of them. Now, here's the thing. You couple the three of those together, that's right around 1.2, 1.3 billion. In the first five years after the Cars franchise was released uh, in 2006, so from 2006 to 2011, merchandise sales were over $10 billion for the Cars franchise. (laughs) Yeah, right? And, and, And then if you think about what it has spawned, I don't know if you guys have ever seen the Planes franchise. I know I saw the original Planes, and I know when I first started working at the Disney Store, Planes Fire and Rescue had just come out. I never saw that one. But the Planes franchise was kind of like a spinoff film of Cars, and that actually didn't do so bad. Uh, Planes was made on a $50 million budget and did $239 million. So, I mean, I would say they definitely recouped their money there. And then Planes, Fire, and Rescue, $50 million budget, and then did $147 million. So you add those into the franchise. I mean, the the entertainment part of it is only just a portion. And Matt, I know you know, just like you said, the Cars neighborhood in Disney, uh, at the Disney store, is always at least we call the we measure our spaces in what are called trons, which are basically four foot sections on the walls or one full fixture on the floor. And the Disney, um, the cars fixtures are usually at least two, sometimes up to four trons because of how big they are. Oh yeah, huge. Um, and um, like Ryan was talking about, it's because in most movies you have action figures for the main characters. And that's pretty much it. So in an example of a, let's say, Monsters, Inc., you've got your Sully, you've got your Mike Wazowski, you've got maybe some side characters like Roz or um, Boo, uh, but, but that's it. This movie has so many cars, and each of the cars has a name, and Disney has produced merchandise of that car. Ryan, let me ask you a question real quick. Because again, you're, you've been collecting this stuff. So I'm thinking about Blake's collection right now. And every car he's got. And I know he's got a million duplicates. But are all the cars that are produced, are they actually featured in the movie? Or are these not all characters that are in the movie? They're just cars that Disney continues to make to keep the collection going. They're in the movie in some fashion, and okay. like they, like uh, Matt was just saying, they may not be a feature in the movie, um, but like when you went to Cars Three, that you had your regular race cars, and then you had the next gens because that's what Cars Three was about. Jackson Storm came in; he's a next gen ah. racer, and so you had the same paint scheme, you had the same number, but then. Um, like I, I, I'm drawing a blank on who the original car was, but the next guy is Danny Suarez. Like he pulls out of the, uh, the the truck, and Lightning McQueen's looking at him, and um, I don't know if it was Cal Weathers or who it was, but he's like, "Name's Danny, bro." I've raced for you guys almost ten years. Sorry, Rick. My mind's made up. I'm giving your number to someone new. Hey, I, I had two wins last year. All sports, Jamie. Hey, Bobby. Do you, you know what's happening with Brick? Rick? Oh. Wait, you're not Bobby. Name's Danny, bro. And then he just drives off. And, like, that's the only part you really see of him in the movie. But he's certainly a car, and Blake has that car. Um, And then, like, you know, you look at other ones. Like I mentioned, uh, Boost and Snot Rod. Snot Rod, by far, is my favorite car of the whole franchise. He's basically (laughs) 
um, a Challenger slash Barracuda uh, style vehicle with a big blower motor sticking out of the front and uh, big tub tires in the back. And you see him, you see Wingo, uh, you see Boots, and you see DJ maybe for three or four minutes of the first movie when Max fallen asleep. Uh, they put on Kenny G's Songbird. Pretty music. Yo, Wingo! Lane change, man! <laughs> right back at ya! Oops, I missed! You going on vacation? <laughs> And it's uh, putting Mac to sleep, and he kind of swerves off the road, which leads the queen, you know, on a freeway, doesn't know where he's going. But point being is that's the only part you see of them in the entire three franchises, unless there's Easter eggs that I don't know about. But they got a whole collection series of them, and I had never seen them until we went to Disney World with you a couple years ago. And then uh, when I went to the Disney store with you um, down in Illinois, you guys had a couple of them. And I actually bought Blake a snot rod to play with. And I have a snot rod in a package for my own home office. <laughs> well, I think I think that's a good kind of a good element to jump into a little bit. And Matt, this goes back to you know our merchandise roots for just a couple of minutes, where understanding the different levels of Disney merchandise is really important. Because I remember when the very first movie came out. So the first movie came out in 2006. I remember the very first line of the merchandise they produce, the very first line of cars. Now, this predates me working for Disney. I was actually working for Target at the time, and they had a licensing deal with Target where the cars were the official licensed cars. They were the scale. They weren't quite the scale that the Disney store has because the Disney store scales are a little bit bigger. I can't remember exactly. It's like one it's like one thirty seconds of scale or something like that. But these ones were a little bit smaller scale, but they were still official. They were so popular, they were collector's items. That first series run of Flo, of McQueen, of Doc Hudson, of Mater, of that entire run of that series. I remember I bought every single one of them, and I kept them. I kept them, um, I want to say, probably up until... 2013 so seven years later uh they they traveled with me ryan this is back when i used to live in belleville i mean that's how long ago that was and so they they followed me around to all the different places i lived i ended up selling them back in 2013 now mind you i bought them for like five bucks a piece that's what they were at the time i ended up selling these things back in 2013 i think i got like 25 or 30 bucks a piece for them wow I believe yeah, that. they were. I think, yeah, I think our dad good. has a box of them as well. Um, yeah, showed me a couple of them I hadn't seen before. But even diving deeper into what you're talking about right there, I mean, you have your 124th scale. I know there's plastic ones out there. There's the pullback racers, which I personally couldn't stand as a kid, and I don't think my son likes them either. But because you pull it back and then it starts to click when you pull back too far. But then you got ones that are appearing with dirty wheels. You got ones that are color changers. And then that's not even touching, which are my son's favorites, which are the Crazy Eights from Thunder Hollow. Yes. Well, and and again, so now you talked about Disney World, right? So when we went to Walt Disney World last year in 2018, again, this goes to now there are different types out there. The ones the Disney Store runs, they're the little bit bigger of a scale, but they're much more detailed. But like to your point, Ryan, 
they've recently made them pullbacks. So so they're all, but they all work on these new types tracks. You know, I remember I bought uh, Blake one for Christmas, one of those tracks that slings it around and, and races and, and then you yep. try to race to the end where the flag goes down or whatever, right? Yep. Um, so, I mean, this is the brilliance of Disney is that co- collecting cars is nothing new. I mean, Ryan, how many Hot Wheels and Matchbox toys do we have? Ridiculously amount. I mean, <laughs> did you ever collect those, Matt? Say it again. Did you ever collect Hot Wheels or Matchbox when you were a kid? Yeah, I had a bunch of little Matchbox cars. Um, I had a track that was like it had two lanes, and you hit a button, and then they raced. And then at the bottom, there was a little like uh, switch is not the right way, but the flag would point to whoever won. And I did like big racing events um, in, in when I was a kid where I would line up all my cars and, and go them off two by two and the cars had names and, and I would commentate it. And uh, yeah. Ryan, you just, you need to get, we need to get your hands on that video you shot, right? Of you doing that with the kids during quarantine. Hello race fans and welcome to the quarantine 500. This afternoon, we're going to have head-to-head racing with all of the Lightning McQueen cars from the movies, Cars 1, 2, and 3. Here is our racers. We have Lily and Blake. Hi, guys. Yeah, when, the, when Michigan got shut down back in March, uh, we, we did a bracket challenge, exactly what you're talking about, Matt. I called it the Quarantine 500. We got out as many Queen cars as we can that would fit on the track because some of them obviously wouldn't race down. And I did a bracket-style challenge, and I, I got a huge chalkboard, filled out a bracket and uh, we went two by two up until we got a winner. And uh, in case anybody cares, broadside, which was a thunder hollow crazy eight. Uh, it's a beat up pickup truck actually won the whole event, but it was so fun because you know, it had a, the Christmas tree lights and then you hit the button and they race down the track and then the flag goes up for the winner. And the kids thought it was the coolest thing. And I put it on Facebook live and, you know, it was something to entertain us and those that were sitting around, you know, with the, the shutdown happening. Now, mind That's you, it's Ryan, it's Ryan with his sportscaster voice <laughs> literally broadcasting and calling play-by-play on all on all these races. Now, I don't think you recorded all the races, but you no. got the highlights in there, which was great. Yeah, the but I, think, I think this goes back to a, a, just a broader thing of when we were kids, Ryan. I mean, how I don't know if you remember this, but I remember Dad would bring home – Matchbox cars used to come in boxes, and they used to yep. come like in a small little box, and he would come home from the hobby shop. You know, these things cost a buck or whatever, and he would come home with the Matchbox car for each of us that was a mystery, and we'd open it up, and we'd be so excited. I mean, right now, I'm sitting here recording in my office and hanging on my wall. I have got a Hot Wheel that I still intend to give to my father that I bought probably five years ago that is a treasure hunt, and it is a Enzo Ferrari, and it's a treasure hunt Hot Wheel. These things are worth some money, and my because how many times have we gone out to the store and we've picked up a car for, for Dad to keep as part of his collection because he's got a huge Hot Wheel collection? This runs deep, this idea of collecting die-cast cars. So Disney, they knew what they were doing when they did this. And again, and I don't mean to cut you off because you can attest to this. What you're saying about Hot Wheels and Matchbox, they're still a dollar. So you can walk into a a local store and and get a bunch for a buck. Disney priced the cars right at your local store because for a typical queen car, just a regular queen car, it's normally like $3.99. Um, if it's a dual pack, it's like seven ninety nine. But they went a step further in like the race teams. I mean, you're talking the the hauler to Hall Jackson Storm, or you mentioned Lee Rebkins earlier, Matt, or Cal Weathers or Bobby Swift. 
um, who was the guy's name I was trying to figure out uh, who Danny Suarez replaced. But you have the hauler, you have the car, you have the little Guido-looking guy who changes the tires, you have uh, their pit pit crew chief. I mean, it's a whole kit and caboodle where it's endless the amount of cars you could buy. Yeah. The the other interesting thing about this movie and kind of how it came in into being is John Lasseter, who was the head of Pixar at the time and Disney Animation Studios for a long time, he loved cars and car shows. And I believe he organized like a on-site car show at Pixar for the longest time. So these films were kind of his pet projects. And so that's also where these kind of got bore out of where, you know, when the boss of the whole company really likes something and wants to do a movie about it, you kind of do it. For those of you who don't know, we have a sponsor of our show, which is the fourfrills.com slash shop, which is ran by the Riss and Cal company. If you haven't checked them out, go to fourfrills, the number four, P-H-R-I-L-L-S.com slash shop, and you can take a look at all of their really fun cell phone accessory line. Um, in fact, they just stocked and reloaded a whole bunch of new stuff. And we're talking about cars merchandise right now. They don't have cars merchandise on their website, but they got a lot of cell phone accessories. Matt, you've had a chance to play around with some of it. Uh, what, did, what are you seeing on there? I'm seeing lots of great stocking stuffers. I know it's uh, not anywhere close to December, but we are less than 100 days until Christmas. Oh, you wow. I'm counting. <laughs> and so it, it's these are the perfect time to get stocking stuffers. You know, I hate paying an arm and a leg, and Riss and Cal gets you great product at great value. Yeah, absolutely. And so they've been a partner of our show. They've been a supporter of our show from the very beginning. And when, what do we, when we say they're a partner of our show, here's what we mean. When, when you purchase something from their website and you use our promo code BEERS, portions of that profit actually go to help our show and keep us on the air and keep us doing what we're doing. But portions also go to help charities in need. Matt, you've had a chance to look at some of those charities. Can you talk about them? Yeah, the Nature Conservancy, the Marine Conservancy, American Red Cross, so a lot of environmental and uh, medical, I mean, obviously American Red Cross is your, you know, being on site for a lot of times when natural disasters happen and are coming in and helping uh, make sure that people have medical attention. So uh, your purchase is not only supporting us, but it's also supporting a great cause. So go to fourfrills.com. That's the number four, P-H-R-I-L-L-S dot com slash shop search for all those perfect cell phone accessories that you're looking for and when you're asked for a coupon code at checkout just simply use the coupon code beers b-e-e-r-s you'll get 15 percent off your purchase they have free two-day shipping so within two days they'll ship it out just in time for the holidays trust me you want to check it out all right so let's get back to the show cars was really i think a solid movie in that it was cars doing cars things, then they just could talk to each other. So these were racers that were racing in a big race and then they could also just like talk and interact. And I I have to say this about the original. I really liked the ending because so many movies like this do the thing where it's the main character is selfish and he has a chance to win something but it goes awry and he learns that it's not all about winning, but then he wins in the end because that's what it is. And this movie doesn't do that. It, it shows at the end that he's actually changed. He doesn't win the race, but Aww, he, alert. 
All right, spoiler alert. It's been, you had 14 years to see and, this. And I've only seen it like a thousand times. <laughs> uh, so I, I think the ending is really good. So Cars 2, the problem that I have with it is, and how it's been explained to me, is twofold. One, the main character is Mater, which is a side character. Mater is a great sidekick to Lightning McQueen, but when you put him into the main spotlight, it doesn't work. You've I made like this the- argument. You've made this argument before about side characters becoming main characters. Yes, and we're going to have that argument about Finding Nemo and Finding Dory on another episode. But let me <laughs> use this example. Let's say they were to come out with a sequel to The Little Mermaid, and it was going to be Sebastian's Big Adventure. Hmm. I'd be like. I mean, I like Sebastian. I like the songs that he sings. I like the the little bit that he does. I don't need a whole movie about him. Ryan, I'm curious to know, what, what is Blake's take about Cars 2? Did he like it? Well, it's funny because he never saw Cars 2 until after he'd seen Cars 1 and 3. So he thought okay. Cars 3 was 2 and Cars 2 was 3 for the longest time. And I had to explain to him, no, honey, that's not how it worked. It was just the way that we saw him. But in the sequential order, it does seem that way because Cars 3 picks up basically where Cars 1 ends. And then Cars 2 is like left on its own island. And I agree with Matt. I, I thought I didn't like it from the standpoint it was too James Bonzi. It got mm-hmm. away from the original idea of, you know, these cars, uh, lightning, you know, going to the small town, being ego driven and then, you know, kind of finding his way and, and, and turning his life around. But you know, making Mater the main, almost the main character. It's as funny as it was in some parts. It just, it, it wasn't good in my opinion. And then also for the age group of which they're going after, you know, it doesn't show cars dying, but it's implying that they're getting blown up from a laser because they're putting this fuel in it that when it heats up, it blows up their engine. And, you know, I don't know. Is that the right message you want to be sending? I mean, you can argue about what Disney does, killing off parents and all that stuff, you know, as well. But, it just it didn't it just seemed far fetched for me. You had mentioned Mater, right? And Matt, you mentioned Mater. So Mater is, is voiced by Larry the Cable Guy. Peter Dunn. Larry the Cable Guy was all the rage in two thousand. And he was all the rage, I would say for about five or six years in the in that in that two thousand range. This is one of those things that when you pick very well recognized celebrities who are character actors like that you run the risk very quickly of your movies becoming somewhat dated and outdated because no one today really knows who Larry the Cable Guy is anymore. I mean, he's not really a thing anymore. He's just, his his shtick has been kind of played out. And so, you know, I would argue in a lot of ways that's one of the reasons why Mater somewhat in Cars 3 is probably downplayed a bit more because, again, he is a side character. He's meant to be a character. He's not meant to be a main plot. Player. Ryan touched on my second point, which was the first movie, as I said, was Cars doing Cars things. Cars 2 went to Cars trying to do human things. So it's like the James Bond super spy. They're like doing fight scenes. And it's it's like, no, I I, I want to, honestly, I'm sitting there going, it's, it's under the guise of this, there's this World Grand Prix and Lightning McQueen's in this World Grand Prix. And I'm like, that's more interesting. I want to watch that. I don't want to watch Mater do whatever he's doing. I I, I want to I, I want to see them do the race. That's why I liked the first movie. And so this is where with Cars three they got back to that. 
where they got back to cars doing cars things, just then they could also talk. We can only hope that this race today wasn't his last. I decide when I'm done. How are you feeling? I can't go out on the track and do the same old thing. It won't work. It's futile to resist change, man. You know what I'd do? What? I don't know. I got nothing. I am so excited to train you. I like a challenge. <laughs> I call you my senior project. On your mark, get set, and go! Whoa, 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 whoa! The beach ate me. And, and, and furthering what you're saying, like I, I want to circle back to something you said about Cars 1, where I, I actually disagree with you on. You said that you liked the ending of Cars, um, where you know Queen doesn't win, again, spoiler alert if you haven't seen it. I, I was dumbfounded. Like, why? Like, I, I get the message. It's not all about winning. And, and he pushes the king across the finish line, and then Queen actually finishes in third. Um, so you had Chick Hicks that won it. Uh, the king comes in second and, and uh, queen in third. But from a going back to a wrestling plot, they made another character by doing that. I mean, they made Chick Hicks, and then he now cycled through. You know, he wasn't in Cars 2, but he cycled back in Cars 3, Piston Cup champion. And it was like another antagonist for Queen. So I get why they did it. But from a, a fan point of view, just watching a race, it's like, no, drive across the finish line. Don't do your burnout and celebrate. Go back and circle around and push Dynacro across the finish line. Maybe I'm on an island on that, but I was just kind of like, why? Get get the championship. It was he was trying to win it. I think be, that would, would be really interesting to put out put a poll out there to our our listeners in the Facebook group to see to see who whether or not they liked the ending to cars, whether it was whether they liked the idea that he was the sportsman and helped the king across the line, or whether or not he should have gone for the win and then came back around and pushed him across the line. Uh, that'd be really interesting to see because I, I can I can see both sides. I love the way it ended in that it is a very good story about sportsmanship, right. but in the same regard, it was also a story about him growing and becoming a better racer. So I can see both sides. And, and yeah. And it didn't hurt him in the long run. I mean, just I'll throw some trivia your guys' way. Do you know how many Pistons Cups uh, Lightning McQueen's won? Who? Not a clue. Matt, it's yours, buddy. I think it's three, right? No, more than that. Oh. Five? Nope. Seven. Well, how many is it? Seven. seven. Wow. Seven okay. your Disney trivia for the night. <laughs> Interesting. To the Disney store perspective, you know, obviously I remember being at the Disney store with you when Cars 3 was going to come out and it was a big deal. Do you remember how drastically reduced our car section got before we got all the Cars 3 stuff in? Oh, we had nothing because nothing. And it was hard because people were coming in still looking for it. Yep. But as with any movie, and this happened with Frozen as well, like this happens with any time there's going to be a sequel coming out or something along those lines, they dial back the merchandise because they have to give more um, or they have to create more. That's a better way of saying that. Um, so we had to dial it all back. And then just when it came in, it a ton of it like i mean the first front third of our store was uh, was cars 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 different remote control cars and car packs and the individual cars and of course you got your clothing and all i mean it, it is everything and all of it there was a little bit of jackson storm but it is all lightning mcqueen and he is by far 
But the here's what character. I'll say about that. But here's what I'll say about that. So because Cars 3 does that major, again, spoiler alert, major reveal at the end when he does his paint job completely different from red to blue, right? When we first got all that car stuff in, Ryan, Disney's really good about avoiding spoilers through merchandise. So when they when they ship stuff to us, we're, we're allowed to put stuff out at certain times. And then when they there, there's always uh, merchandise that comes after it's usually sent usually about two weeks into or maybe a week into the premiere of the movie so we would get these these boxes in that say do not open until x date like we weren't even allowed to open them in the back room they had to sit in quarantine and back and so we didn't know what they were well when we finally got to open them it was because mcqueen was blue he was blue and i think the other one was what what cruises colors and and her number that she adopted and so when we, we saw that, we saw this major reveal was coming. And that's when we got the die cast. That's when we got um, the plush. Remember the blue plush, Matt? Yeah, it was. And, and, and they, 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 uh, they just did a limited run of that. We don't see much of the blue McQueen. No, and I think, Ryan, I think I bought Blake a blue plush. A blue, you did. You blue bought him a blue plush. And it actually, yeah. I didn't know they made uh, the vehicle of the fabulous uh, Hudson Hornet and Queen driving. It's in reference to Doc. Um, yeah. But like I would the when I found it, I mean I immediately bought it and gave it to him because this is the first time I'd ever seen it. And you know, I know we're talking a lot about my son and, and Matt, I don't know if did you say you have girls in the house? Yeah, I've got two girls. Okay, so I, I don't know if they got into it. I think my daughter Lily kind of fell into this by default, but I I think Disney did a great job of bringing everybody into this because it's not just a boy thing, it's Correct. a parent thing and it's a girl thing because you, again, I, I mentioned I like snot rod. If there's you know gearheads out there that like hot rods, maybe they were attracted to that car, or maybe they had a Gremlin back in the day. And in Cars Two, there there's a, a bad guy by the name of Grim. You know, then they have Sally, who's the love interest of Lightning McQueen. And then you just brought up Cruz Casey because you know she's the trainer and she wants to yep. be a race car driver. And it goes to show girls that you don't have to be a boy or a, a male to you know, be a race car driver. You too can be it despite what your boss may be telling you. And eventually she gets her shot and, and succeeds. Yeah. And I think the legacy of, of where cars has kind of left off. And I really want to kind of round out the discussion there. Uh, you know, when, again, a lot of times di- it, it, with Disney properties, it's about the movie. It's about the actual feature length film. I think cars has become so much bigger than that. It's, as we've talked about extensively, it's the merchandise, but it's also things like Cars Land in Disneyland, which is by far, I would say arguably, Matt, and I've never been there, and I know you haven't, but it's one of my goals to get out there, arguably besides Star Wars Galaxy's Edge, probably one of the best beloved lands in all of Disney parks. Yeah, you talk to Uh, people, again, not Cars fans, theme park people, and they're like, Cars Land is amazing. It's so fun to be in. Yeah, and you look at the the Paint the Night Parade at Disneyland, which, again, Disney World does not have this, but the Paint the Night Parade, it kicks off with with an, an, literally a giant Mack truck driving down Main Street USA, for crying out loud. The coolest thing ever. And you got McQueen coming after. You, in fact, in Disney's California Adventure, McQueen and... Um, I want to say cruise. They actually drive around and talk to talk to guests. Well, see, and that's and I wanted to bring that up because we mentioned we went to Disney World with you a couple of years ago, and prior to us going, uh, Blake, uh, we got bought him tablets for Christmas, getting ready for the plane ride, and 
somehow they had stumbled across a YouTube video or a video on, on the tablet where it showed that parade. And of mm-hmm. course he was all excited. He's like, oh, I get to see Queen. I get to see Mac. I get to see all these cars. And granted, we stayed at the Art of Animation Studios, which was amazing for a family. It was awesome to see the cars parked out there, like Ramon and, and Flo and all them, um, and got to you know stand up on Queen. And uh, they had the Cozy Cone Cafe, you know, set up uh, yeah. for people to swim around. But I just think Disney World missed the mark on this, where it's yeah. great the Disneyland, but Disney World is where most people go. And when we went, the new Cars ride was not done yet. So you missed it he, by a month. He missed it by a month. Right. So to this day, he still talks about, I really want to go back. I want to see Queen. I didn't get to see him. And I tried to play it up. Well, you, you got to see him. You know, you got to see his car and we got pictures by it. And he was so excited. But like you said, it wasn't like when he got to see like uh, another character uh, throughout the park. Yeah. yeah. No, but again, that's and that's kind of the legacy is that you have these movies that for the most part, were not necessarily all-star movies, but people know them. People do love them, but the legacy has been in the merchandise has been and Ryan. I'm so glad you touched on it. The, the, the family collecting the family activity of making it a family affair. And then of course, where they're at in the parks. And I, again, my goal, one of these points is to make it out to cars land to see what they have. I'm glad they've installed the cars racing Academy at Walt Disney world. It's going to be interesting to see whether or not they go further with a, with a cars Ford. I mean, Matt, do you think, do you think a cars Ford would ever even be possible? I don't think so. I think at this point with how run like mediocre the box office success has been, I just don't see them creating another movie. However, I wonder if a TV show or more shorts, you know, they did, they've done a ton of short films because uh, you do kind of run the question of what's the, how long does cars hang on? You know, clearly it's got a spot in the parks right now. So that's not going anywhere anytime soon because in order for that area to go away, you would need to have to replace it with something. And that's going to be a whole ordeal. And I don't think Disney is actively trying to do that, but I also don't think they're actively trying to make more movies about cars. And if yeah. you look at the release dates too, I mean, first one we mentioned was 06, Cars 2 was an 11, so a five-year gap, and then 11 to 17 was six years. I mean, they have a few years to, to work it out um, if they were going to make a Cars 4. But, man, I don't know if you've had an opportunity to play it or anybody that's listening to this, but I, I highly recommend it. And, Casey, I think you've seen Blake play it. And yes. It. But there's a video game out there, and they've made a couple video games over the years. Some, and, and it's funny because I have a PlayStation, and we – subscribe to this server called uh, PlayStation Now, and you can actually access old PlayStation 3 games. And so we found a couple old original Cars uh, and Cars 2 games, but Cars 3 Driven to Win uh, came out um, right around the same time the movie came out, and it's basically Mario Kart with cars. And Mm -hmm. it is so fun, and I'm a 35-year-old man, uh, 32 when it dropped, and I found myself playing it even when my son wasn't playing with me, but as a, 
<laughs> as a dad, it was so fun to play with him and my daughter because not only do you have the races, but you can have a straight race, a battle race. You can go into what's called the playground and just drive around and do side missions. And, uh, and it spans the gamut of the cars, three cars from anywhere from, you know, Queen to Cruz to uh, Ramon to Flo. They had a surprise in there, which was the, the, the blue uh, Queen we we're talking about, the, doctor, the fabulous Hudson Hornet one. Um, but you unlock all these missions and it, it took a long time to unlock everything. So if you've not played it, I highly encourage everybody to play it. Well, I'm looking over the bartenders looking at us. I think it's uh, it's about closing time here, gentlemen. Uh, Matt, do you have anything else you want to add before we uh, take off for the night? No, I mean, I think that this film franchise is in your like top second third of Pixar movies. Like I, I, I can list about, I think about seven or eight Pixar movies that I like more than Cars, but it's definitely... Uh, in that in that like next tier of in my mind of like really good movies that still entertaining today yeah i agree ryan how about you anything else you want to add uh two things one uh, the first again i just you know if if there is a higher up at disney uh, listening to this if they could find a way to get you know something into disney world um because i would love to go to disneyland so if and when you make that trip i think it'd be awesome you know to go for your first time my first time Heck, man, yeah. if you want to come, we can get you to come, too. We'll get free, free, <laughs> um, I think that'd be a lot of fun. Um, but I, I figured, you know, you'd want me to close with this. This was the Beers and Ears podcast with Casey Woolley, Matthew Brown, and special guest, Ryan Woolley. I love it. I love it. So this episode is releasing, uh, if you're listening to this on release day, on October 2nd, which means yesterday something major happened to the Beers and Ears podcast on October 1st. We are featured in the podcast magazine's leisure section as a feature article this month all about our show. And we are so stoked. We, we mentioned this last time. And Matt, I, I don't know about you, but I'm pumped to be in this magazine. It's it's really fun. Um, you know, it, it, you grow up reading magazine articles about people or you know whatever, and and you never think that's going to be written about you. And so it's 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 very like surreal almost to like read something about what you're doing. It, it's it's we're really tickled and, and excited. We really are. Well, because the the magazine has dropped, we have something to announce. We have been building up to this for quite a while. We've teased it a couple times. It's in the article, but we have something very special that is going to be taking place beginning October 14th, a mere 12 days from now. Now I had mentioned earlier that we had taken um, three different intros from Ryan, one of which was kind of the regular intro. The other was that movie theater intro. Well, I want to play for you right now something very fun, something has never been heard on this podcast, the intro to a special series that we are going to start on October 14th. Take a listen. I'm here to talk to you about the Avenger Initiative. There was an idea to bring together 23 episodes of a podcast about the Marvel Cinematic Universe. So that when we needed it, we were ready for the premiere of Black Widow. This is That Podcast. And now for your hosts of the Beers and Ears Podcast, here's Casey Woolley and Matthew Brown. So we are doing a daily podcast 
for the next 23 days, starting on October 14th, you said? Yep, October 14th. There will be 23 episodes in 23 days, all leading up to the release of Black Widow. It is going to go in chronological order of the MCU films. So we are starting with Captain America, the first Avenger, and we are ending with Spider-Man Far From Home. Uh, there will be about 20 to 25 minute episodes, but it will be every single day. We're going to be reviewing every single movie in chronological order. If you are a Marvel fan, you're welcome. If, you are not a Marvel, <laughs> if you're not a Marvel fan, I still highly recommend that you listen to them. Um, and if you haven't seen the movies, take this as your invitation to watch them. And if you know an MCU fan, tell them about what we're doing and have them hop on for this. We're calling it the Infinity Saga series. We really hope you join us. So, If you want to send us an email, you can uh, send that to us at beersandears1928 at gmail.com. Facebook, uh, we got a Facebook group, Beers and Ears Podcast. Twitter and Instagram at beardsears1928. Give us a follow. And as always, rate and review us. Five stars, five stars. And new episodes on Tuesdays and Fridays, except during the Infinity Saga series. They're every day. Uh, all right, Ryan, you want to close this out? All right, everybody. Raise your glasses. This episode has been on us. Have a great night. Have a great night, everybody. Thank you so much. Bye, everyone.